Hola chicas, welcome or welcome back. We are your hosts Dulce and Ellie and today we're answering the question, what has kept us chasing our dreams? So I think this is a topic that is very dear and near to our heart because like we love to talk about, we are on a life journey where we just keep trying to better ourselves and the things that we're doing. Of course, we're doing this podcast and I think it's safe to say, you know, on our on both of our ends that we have really big dreams and hopes for this podcast that we won't go too much into detail, but it's basically a hobby and a passion of ours that we're trying to turn into a business. Right. And with like anything, especially when you're trying to turn hobbies into passions and hobbies into a you know business path i think a lot of people get discouraged Mm -hmm. because it's not an easy path it's not an easy thing to do there's so many ups and downs the workload is very heavy and it's very hard for people around you to believe in you and i also think that's a huge factor because it can cause you to get discouraged right you know so it's keeping that motivation of following your dreams keeping that motivation of following your passion of not giving up staying motivated you know being inspired i mean there's just so many things that come with it and so we just want to talk about the things that have helped us because we have been on a journey of bettering ourselves for a while but we haven't been on a journey of turning our passion into a career for that long right i think the podcast itself motivated me to like do everything else that i've also wanted to do Mm -hmm. so i mean we started doing this podcast for like a little over a year already Mm -hmm. basically i think the very first business meeting we had was in october of last year And I believe the first time we met to really talk about, you know, like when we sat down, like what are we naming it? What is our logo going to be? All the logistics of it. I think it was about exactly a year ago. It was in November. I just don't remember exactly what date. Mm -hmm. But yeah, we started this journey a year ago. (laughs) And it's it's come a long way for it being a year. So we're pretty happy with it, you know, for sure. Yeah. And to be fair, like, I know that this is something that we're trying to turn into our jobs and everything, but it really doesn't feel like work because it's something that you're you actually enjoy doing. Right. You know? But I, with that being said, I do think that has come at an expense as well. Right. That has been a struggle within itself mm-hmm. because it does feel like fun. We are doing it together it feels more like a hobby, right? Mm -hmm. Like a passion of ours. Like we're just sitting here, we're talking. And we actually had a meeting not too long ago where we sat each other down and we were like, it's not going to work out if we keep going the way we're going to where we're just basically treating it like a passion, you know, like a hobby that you do Mm -hmm. on the side, which there's nothing wrong with that, but it's not our goal at the end of the day. So we we had to sit down and say, if we want this to be a legitimate business, we have to treat it like a legitimate business. Right. And so we had to put ourselves basically like on an hourly basis, if you want to say it that way, like a job. You know, we're meeting these exact days and from this time to this time, put it aside. Don't plan anything mm-hmm. because we're working. Right. 
And I think that was a struggle in the beginning. And we actually didn't realize that's what we were doing until not too long ago, where it was like, I don't think we're taking this as serious as, as we should. Easy. Yeah. Like we really needed, we needed to do a reality check. Yes. That's what we, need. <laughs> we need to be realistic about it. And even though it's fun, it also needs to be some serious aspect to it. Because For if sure. you also don't take it seriously, it's not going to have what it needs to grow either for sure if you're only doing it as just a hobby a hobby i mean of course a lot of people do their hobbies like 24 7 sometimes because they're just very passionate about it and they really enjoy it that way but of course life also gets in the way so there will be times we'll they'll take a break for like a month maybe two and that's just not realistic whenever you're seeing it on a business aspect you can't put a business on hold for a month or two you know mm -hmm. it just doesn't work that way and if it does it's just not gonna grow the way you want it to mm -hmm. and i think another aspect that has been very difficult for us is that we are doing something where we're putting ourselves in a position where we're very vulnerable and very open to the public we're putting our face out there we're putting our lives out there we're putting our struggles out there because you know that's what we love to talk about we love to talk about our struggles and it's really not an easy thing to do sometimes mm -hmm. and i think it comes easier for some more than others but i think that also has been a, a journey in itself right yeah because if we're gonna talk about all those things of course you also have to do the work to right. even go through all of that so i feel like it's a lot of work on both ends mm -hmm. so a lot of work in the background but also a lot of work in the podcast itself right trying to talk about it too of course like here it's only like me and dulce but in reality like there's so many of you watching us so and we even though we don't get to see everybody's faces the end of the day a lot of people get to see ours right and you so. guys we give you a sneak peek into our lives into mm -hmm. our struggles into the things we've had to go through and i think that's a beautiful thing because at the end of the day our goal or one of our biggest goals is to create a community our goal is to help the people within our community and being able to show you guys that side of us really is like special to us because we know that you guys will feel connected to us and once we grow this community we want to create a platform for all of our fellow latinas mm -hmm. to have to go and ask for advice ask for questions feel heard create a conversation feel empowered i mean we just have a really big vision yes that we know i like i know we'll get there but talking about you know how we have stayed motivated to all to do all of this what do you think would be one of the biggest things for you i think that well one having the fact that we're doing this together is definitely a huge one for, for sure, sure. <laughs> i could tell you right now had this just been like by myself i probably would have taking a pause for a lot longer than like a month or two i'd probably take like a six months a year couple years pause you know yeah because i have done that on my other personal things that i've wanted to grow i've taken a pause 
for years on some of them mm-hmm. or months and i feel like this is this would have been one of those yeah but because we have each other here it's like if i'm not motivated but you are it's like we feed into each other's motivation for sure and so like if you're uplifted but i'm not really it's just like i kind of pick up on your vibes and then if i'm uplifted and you're kind of down you pick up on my vibes right so then it's like we balance each other out like we uplift each other right because of course there are times where you're just not feeling it you're like i don't want to do it today and when you're doing your own thing when you're wanting to do basically when you're wanting to be the boss because that's the whole point right we're not we're wanting to not have to work for somebody else we're wanting to have full control of everything we're doing and when you have that power it is so easy for you to say oh maybe i won't do it today because you know you're not gonna get fired you're the one in charge but it's actually the opposite Mm -hmm. (laughs) you have to put in all the work it's 24 7 in the beginning you have to do so much heavy lifting in the beginning Mm -hmm. and i think that's where a lot of people get discouraged because you do have to and that's with any sort of business you know whether it be like you're opening up a restaurant you're selling merch you're providing a service whatever it may be it's so easy to get discouraged because you put in so much work and you really don't see any payback for a while honestly I know for, let's say, restaurants, you hear a lot of restaurants closing within the first five years. Mm -hmm. A lot of restaurants don't make it because they're not able to make that profit. If anything, they're just like breaking even, but they're not able to see those fruits. And it's hard because at the end of the day, it is life. You need money to survive, especially how things are right now in this economy. Don't even get me started. (laughs) But it is super difficult for you to just be like, this is too hard i give it my all but aren't getting anything back it's so much easier if i just go get a nine to five at least i know i have a secure check right and don't get me wrong of course it is way more secure it's more you know it's there you know you're gonna have it every two weeks every week however you get paid but it's there when you're just starting a business it's so inconsistent I mean, so inconsistent. You can have like a phenomenal month where you're like, we got this. And then the next month, like 12 bucks or something, Mm -hmm. like nothing, basically. And it's like, oh, shit, what happened? And I feel like it's it's a really scary thing to go through, you know? And that itself is discouraging because like in the beginning, you could be like, okay, you're doing good, right? And Mm -hmm. then there comes a month where you're not doing that great you're like oh shit like is this really working like is it really worth it is it worth it 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 makes you kind of like doubt yourself and doubt the dream that you have or the vision that you have right you're like okay maybe this isn't that great of an idea let me just it'll also be so much easier for me just hop back get my nine to five back you know yeah and then just do this on the side right but and especially because it's so embedded in us like whenever you hear of people going to school for like let's say art it's art is like the number one thing that people love to make fun of and it's like oh how are you gonna make a living oh you're gonna be broke and (laughs) even though there may be truth to it i do think a lot of people back down from following that passion because it's just so hard to make a living out of it you know in the beginning but once you set your footprint to where it is that you're wanting to do you can do it and i think it's really important what you said that like we have each other and even if you're doing a passion a hobby on your own get a support group for sure 
and whether that be whether that may be your partner your parent a sibling a cousin an aunt an uncle a friend Mm -hmm. and even if you don't have anybody in your life that you know of reach out right somebody on social media is wanting to do the same thing mm -hmm. you know you can find people on reddit you can find people on facebook groups Instagram. instagram like you can find your group of people and even if you don't know them in person, even if they're across the world. Yeah, you can still build the connection with them online. Like you won't see them face to face for the most part. I mean, maybe one day y'all fly around <laughs> and see each other. But it's still helpful to have somebody that you can talk to and not just someone who wants to support you, but sees your vision, you know, because that difference makes all the difference. <laughs> all the difference. Yeah. So like because someone who uh, of course you're gonna have people surrounding you that are going to be supporting you and everything but whenever they don't see your vision it's very different because they can be supportive like yeah you can do it but there's a difference between being supportive and also being encouraging because whenever they don't see your vision they don't know what to encourage Right. right so then they don't encourage anything they just support it like yeah you can do it but i mean that's pretty much it right they don't help you bounce off ideas like oh you can do this or oh you can do that mm-hmm. or maybe if you're stuck someplace i'm like oh maybe you can do it this way or try it the other way or like hey this helped me what if this helps you kind mm-hmm. of thing right you know? yeah it's it's a very different dynamic of having someone support you and someone who actually sees your vision Mm -hmm. you know and that's why it's important to stay within the community of your what what you're wanting to do so like let's say you're an aspiring artist who paints Mm -hmm. more than likely it'd be best for you if you find a fellow painter Mm -hmm. because not only can they encourage you they can also um damn i gotta do my (laughs) (laughs) they can encourage you and they can encourage you, but then they also know the exact struggles that you're going through. And right. I feel like that's a big one because whenever it's someone that's not into what you're doing, they don't fully comprehend what it is that you have to do, all the things you have to give up, all the things that you're having to work on. Because especially now with social media, a lot of people are putting their business out there on social media and it's it looks so easy. It is. Um, I mean, it does. <laughs> sorry because it's not it's not um like when we first started this we thought it was just gonna be hit a button record edit and and then then we're good yeah like for like (laughs) i really thought editing would probably take us maybe like 20 30 minutes literally no bitch it takes us maybe like six hours half a day minimum minimum if we're not having difficult uh technical difficulties because we always have some shit going on or some shit coming down like it's a whole work day it's a whole nine to five just for the editing portion right not to mention everything else that goes on behind the scenes the planning the all of the other different things because apart from like just the episodes we're creating a whole bunch of other things we're trying to create a whole brand right it's like there's it's it's a lot sometimes it feels like 24 hours in a day is not enough i know and it's not just that we also add the stress of when people are doing this they still have their nine to five because you still have to make a living while you get things up and going and so it's like where do i even find the time where do i even find the energy because i get it especially like let's say you're a parent 
you go to your nine to five, but your day started three hours before then. Like you got up, you got your kids lunch ready. You got your kids ready for school. You got them to school. Now you're at work. Now you're doing your work. Now you're getting off of work, going to get your kids. Now you're having to come home and still you have to feed them, bathe them, maybe do homework. Like it's, I get it. It's so much. And so finding that energy, that inspiration it's hard. It is. But I think what has helped me, at least on that aspect, is taking a look back and realizing that life is going to be hard no matter what. You know what I mean? And so it's, do I want to be alive and happy? Or do I want to be alive and miserable doing something I absolutely hate just mm -hmm. to pay the bills? And I, for myself, because I know there are people out there that can do it. And not necessarily be miserable, but they're like, okay, maybe I'm not passionate about this job, but I can do it and I'm okay doing it. I'm happy with what I have. And don't get me wrong, I'm not knocking that life down. Like that works for so many people. And I'm kind of a little jealous, not gonna lie. <laughs> um, but for me, I just, I find myself being so miserable when I am working a typical job because I just always aspired to have my own thing. You know what I mean? And so no way no way do i ever look at it and i'm okay you know as far as like content happy and it's not about the money because I've, I've asked myself what if i find a job work myself you know up the ladder and make 200k a year one one day you know mm -hmm. and i'm like but even yet i would be miserable because it's not about the money it's about doing something that i enjoy like i don't want to get up every day and be like fuck i know gotta go to work again or uh i don't want to go like just mm -hmm. dreading even going because i've lived like that for a while and this is the first time well not the first time but the first time in a while where i get up and i'm super excited to like get yeah. the day going because like, oh my gosh i get to do this or i get to do that yeah you know? like, we get to work on this like, like today is recording day yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i was looking forward to it uh -huh. you know and to have that fire within you that it that in itself is super motivating for sure and so if you have something like that in your life that you just get up you know every day or you know when you know you're gonna do that thing and you're just so fired up you're so excited you're so happy try to find a way to do that mm -hmm. because in the world we live in now it is hard but also very easy to find a way to turn your passion your hobby into a living right you can monetize your hobbies at this point i mean back then social media wasn't really a thing like that and now it is and social media literally puts your name out there puts your brand out there you literally have free advertisement back then you had to pay for advertisement now right nowadays we have it for free or like you needed to know the certain people right to to connect yourself you need to learn how to network with the right people go to the right events and like nowadays all the events a lot of them happen online mm -hmm. a lot yeah. of people get discovered online right and again it's not an easy thing to do and it's still something that you have to be very very disciplined about mm -hmm. but it's doable you know and at the end of the day just i will die on this hill do something that you're passionate about do something that you at least enjoy mm -hmm. because yes money is important 
but you hear of a lot of people being on their deathbed and just saying i wish i enjoyed my life more right so all i did was work 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 Mm -hmm. and even the people that enjoy that work (laughs) you know it's like they wish they would have spent time with their loved ones or done things they wanted because you work 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 with the mindset of okay at 65 i'm going to retire then i'm going to do everything i love yeah like that no. doesn't make sense because then by me. then you really won't have all that energy yeah <laughs> for sure like let's say okay one of my dreams is i want to go skydiving one day i'm not gonna wait till i'm 65 just so i can die in the middle of my skydive because i'm gonna have a fucking heart attack and your dentures falling out <laughs> <laughs> you imagine your teeth just like oh my gosh that'd be gross no. that'd be so funny <laughs> but yeah and then another struggle that we actually were talking about off camera that i would i need to bring up before we forget is being a latina period as an entrepreneur it's a struggle within itself Mm -hmm. like just being a latina who wants to be an entrepreneur who's aspiring to be an entrepreneur is so hard because our culture our community is not in that mindset and so it's very hard for the people around you to believe in you, to see your vision, to be able to fully support you as far as, you know, encouragement and all of that. Because we were raised to always have, not even have fear, but just to always be cautious. Mm-hmm. But that also translates into being fearful. Right. You always get the, oh, but what if this? Mm-hmm. What if it doesn't work out? What if you spend all this time in no te da nada que vas a hacer vas a dejar tu trabajo para hacer que arte y como como vas a pagar tus bills you know it's very very fear based we have to basically rewire our blueprint within ourselves to try to do that that we're doing that has never been done before us Mm -hmm. because at least for me almost every latina that i know doesn't have an entrepreneur in their life Mm -hmm. they're having to learn everything on their own right and i feel like that's something that's a challenge within itself luckily we do live in that world where everything is at our fingerprint at at our fingertips (laughs) fingerprints everything's in our fingerprints (laughs) no everything's at our fingertips you know like you can look up a youtube video you can google it you can find a podcast about it like there's so many different things that you can do to access all that information and that's what me and ellie have had to do and i'm also grateful because it's a journey within itself Mm -hmm. it's not information that has been handed down to us it's not money that has been given to us you know it's all things that we're having to start from the very bottom but it's also very difficult especially i think in the beginning when we first told our family about it it was very hard for them to wrap their heads around how can you make this your job Mm -hmm. Like it's it's a podcast right and i think it's like whenever our family kind of came over here to the states it's like they came over here because one partly because they wanted to have a better life and not just for them but for us right they wanted to give us different opportunities so in their mind they're like okay our kids are gonna go to school they're gonna go to college so they can have a good job right that's basically it the thing is that that was their dream because that's what they wanted and so of course they want good things for us but they want to implement that kind of dream onto us and frankly like that's not for everybody no and 
us two included you know like that just that kind of path just was not for me right not for like you either we both tried the school thing we both went to college mm-hmm. we tried it out and ultimately we've came to the conclusion that it just wasn't for us right but that also was a hard decision because <laughs> it also yeah it was whenever our parents came to the states they obviously had to teach themselves everything from scratch like they didn't even know the language to begin with so they needed to learn to adapt to the states they needed to learn to the language the different culture the different traditions that are established here how to survive here that's something that they needed to teach themselves mm-hmm. right and then they taught us right so that way we wouldn't have to struggle with that thing the thing is because we didn't want to follow the dreams that they wanted for us we needed to learn a different kind of struggle you know that being learning how to become entrepreneurs how to do uh how to change our dreams the way that we need to chase them with the social and economic environment that we're going up in because it was a lot different than it was back then we're not living in the world they lived in right it's just different world right (laughs) Because I was talking to my dad not that long ago. He had moved out here. He was like about 22, 23. And he was living out on his own, on his own apartment that he had saved up money. So he was basically the only one paying for that apartment. Nowadays, Mm -hmm. one person making money off a minimum wage job. Impossible. You can't pay rent. You can't even apply. Mm Mm-mm. Well, see, I didn't even know this. It's different in every state. So we're from Texas, and the way it works here, I don't know how it works in your state, but when you're trying to get an apartment, just to qualify, you need to make three times the freaking rent. Mm -hmm. So if your lease, let's say the apartment, is $1,500, you need to make three times that just to be able to qualify. If they see that you can't even make three, like you don't make even three times the rent, they don't even process your application. Mm Mm-hmm. But you pay the application fee. Like, it's ridiculous. And I saw not too long ago that it's not like that in every state. Um, But either way, like, that's that's crazy. Right. So it's like, in the same sense, we're kind of doing the same kind of struggles they did. They picked that struggle for us. That way we don't have to go through that struggle. And thankfully, we don't have to go through that struggle of having to go somewhere, a new state, a new country, learn the language learn how to survive well somewhat oh just kidding sorry (laughs) well (laughs) i did but see i I was also thinking of that i feel like i'm in a very also unique situation well unique Mm -hmm. but not really because there's so many of us i consider i relate more to first gen mexicans Mm -hmm. but by definition i'm not a first gen Mm -hmm. mexican I am an immigrant Mexican Mm -hmm. because like Ellie, she's a first gen because her parents were immigrants, but she was born here. Right. So by definition, I'm not that because I was born in Mexico and I was brought here when I was a kid. But I associate more myself with like first gens like you, as opposed to like an immigrant Mexican who's like our parents because I the age, Mm -hmm. you know, but by definition, I'm not a first gen. I'm an immigrant Mexican. And I did have to come to a whole other country and learn the language mm-hmm. and learn how to survive because things are were very different. Even right. as a kid, like the way the school was set up where I went was so different from here, especially because over there I went to a private school. Y era una escuela de monjas. Mm-hmm. Y like 
para toda mi gente que sabe, las escuelas de monjas privadas en México, a whole other world. They're so strict. I mean, they're run by nuns. Nuns are crazy. They're strict. <laughs> and then to go from that, and then I came here to a public school, bruh, I was... Completely different world. Yeah, even though luckily I was in a bilingual program, so literally every class was in Spanish. They call it bilingual, but really it's Spanish. Mm -hmm. It was like 80%. Spanish. Or maybe even more, like maybe 85% Spanish and 15% English. Mm -hmm. So I was good. I was in my element. All the kids I was around with, like, hablaban puro español. So in that instance, ningún, no, nada de problemas. Mm -hmm. Pero, como sea, it's a different world. The way people act, the way, what is found cool, what is found acceptable. And not only that, but allá en México, it's just a whole different world. Like, te la pasas afuera. Íbamos al tianguis, íbamos al mercado, caminando en el bus. The weather was even super different. Then I came here to where you literally can't even survive without a car. If you don't have a car. I mean, yes, you obviously like can ride the bus. And now there's Uber. There was no Uber back then. But like, you know, buses, taxis. Pero aquí pasan every, what, maybe 20, 25 minutes. Mm -hmm. Allá en México, like, if you know, you know. Un autobús cada cinco minutos. And it sounds like something so simple, but just even that was such a culture change or a cultural shock that I was not prepared for. And I was only six years old. Damn. So, yeah. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but no, no, you're good, you're I don't good. fall under the category. Yeah. So I also had to deal with that and I'm having to deal. So I feel like I'm having to deal with or I've both had to struggles. deal with both struggles. Yeah. And that also affects me within my identity mm -hmm. because like i said by definition i'm mexican immigrant but i really more identify with first gens gotcha. you know but yeah. it's hard it's it's an identity crisis <laughs> <laughs> all my daca kids you know exactly what i'm talking about yeah so they chose a certain struggle that way we wouldn't or at least or so that we wouldn't have to experience the same kind of struggle that they did or at least try to right, right. and we're also learning this whole entrepreneurship so if that way in the future our kids if that's what they choose to do rather than go to college they're not starting from scratch you know they're gonna have people who already know how to start what to do and and all that stuff you we know? can show them the ropes right so they're not gonna start from nothing they're going to have people who can help them lead their own way right and so that's a struggle that we're choosing to do that way the future our future won't have to go through that same thing right but of course they may choose a different path they may choose a different path and they may choose a different struggle too right so. and that's just how it is everyone mm -hmm. lives a different life everybody wants a different kind of lifestyle everyone has different goals right and but it definitely has been a struggle within itself just being a latina having mm -hmm. to rewrite everything that has been taught to us right not having that fear mm -hmm. because even now when we tell our parents what we're doing it's always okay but what if this yeah but what if that que vas a hacer cuando esto pase que vas a hacer cuando ya no tengas suficiente dinero que vas a hacer cuando y en ese empiezas a necesitar ayuda like, okay we're not there yet And it may not We're even not happen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I know it's something that a lot of us struggle with. And just to know, you're not alone. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of us dealing with that. And we're just trying to rewrite mm 
what our family success looks like. Mm-hmm. And I also think it has partly partially to do with the fact that they are used to seeing results right away. Right. Because they are used to doing work, getting a paycheck. Right. It, the results literally come to you right away. You work, you get money. Right. But with entrepreneurship, that's not really how it goes. It, it takes a while before you even start to see fruits to your labor. Yeah. And I think that's something that's hard for them to wrap their heads around. And I don't blame them. Again, it's how they grew up. It's the culture. But that also is very difficult. And they, I don't blame them, like I said, because when they are like, okay, you're putting all this work into it, when you could be working somewhere else and getting money, like, mm-hmm. what are you doing? Right. Like, don't do that, basically. They don't, luckily, we have a very supportive family, even though it has been, at times hard for them to wrap their heads around they support us 100 percent, and they mm-hmm. always tell us echale ganas and you can do it you can do it but see i veces when you can even if they don't say it with their words you hear it in their tone yeah they're very very like it's that mm. <laughs> literally like ¿Qué estás haciendo ahorita? oh vamos a hacer un, un episode de, del podcast oh no que ibas a trabajar oh yeah pero you know i'll go later or not today and they're like Mm. <laughs> you just that mm, I'd like uh, I mean at least you're not telling me anything else you know but yeah. that mm says it all yeah it's like they're not saying nothing but they're saying so much literally yeah. but with all that being said I think a huge motivation for me too now that we're talking about parents is when I step back to one of my biggest life goals is to be able to provide a lot for my mom Mm -hmm. like she came to this country with with so many uncertainties and with a six-year-old kid like i can't even imagine now that i'm a mom i cannot imagine moving to a whole other country even if my like even if i have a cousin sibling over there i just can't even fathom having to move my world with my six-year-old so the fact that she did that and she's just always been so strong single mom did so much for me such a hard hard working woman always made it happen even though we lived paycheck to paycheck sometimes like we couldn't buy what we wanted but you know just what we needed she always made sure i had what i needed i never went to bed hungry i never didn't have clothes things like that you know like she's just an all-around amazing freaking person and mother the best mother i could have asked for and just like any other immigrant parent like they gave up their life for us Mm -hmm. and even though we are not necessarily living in the way that they want us to as far as you know like we didn't go to school and all of that i want to show her that even though i didn't take that path her sacrifices weren't done for no reason i want to let her know that everything she has ever done for me was for a reason and it wasn't wasted and i want to be able to pay her back literally (laughs) you know (laughs) um because she has worked her ass off for years and years doing some heavy work that i could never Mm -hmm. and i admire her so much for that and i want to get to the point in life where i'm able to take care of her Mm -hmm. and i don't me and ellie have talked about this we don't want our parents to work till they're 65 65. Mm -hmm. so they're legally able to retire there's just no like i just don't want that and a big motivator for me is that just to show my mom that hey everything you sacrificed everything you ever did like here is the fruit of it you know right. like 
it was for a reason and like here you go you mm. know and that that's a really really big motivator for me yeah and same here on there's days where i can't even motivate myself like where i'm trying to do this for me because i want a better future for myself and things like that mm-hmm. there's times where i can't find any motivation but then i start reminding myself of the dream that i have that i want to be able to bring up people with me one of them being my parents right that i want to set them up so that they're comfortable and they're like i don't want them to have to worry about their finances ever again and there are times where i can't motivate myself but i remind myself that i'm also i'm not just doing it for me i'm doing it for them i'm doing it for other people and even though i haven't made any promises to them that i'm going to do it like i've made a promise to myself that i'm going to do it right and that's a promise that i want to keep and so it's like it's not just me depending on me i have other people depending on me even though they themselves didn't say that they're depending on me like in my promise to myself they're depending on me for sure sense yeah and i can't let them down on that like i need to do this for them Mm -hmm. you know so if i can't do it for me i need to do it for them for sure so and i don't know that's always that's always been something that's motivated me to keep doing it even though i don't want to do it sometimes Mm -hmm. and yeah Yeah, like think of the people that are depending on you um, and they're not that doesn't always look like your kids right it can look like your parents your siblings because one thing that I absolutely adore about our culture is the family. How close-knit we are. Yes. Like, yeah. family is the center of everything. We love mm-hmm. our family. We do everything with family. Like, even though our, like, even our parents, sometimes they can't see our vision, they will never not support us. Right. I know, like, if we're like, dang, we're in a pickle, like, can you help me out with this? They'll give us the last of what they have right. to get us there you know Mm -hmm. and forever grateful for that that we were given the family that we were giving because they're just freaking amazing yeah (laughs) they are they're freaking amazing (laughs) but also um so like another little motivator for me is the obvious one so i am a mother and when i see my little one i want to give him the life that i wasn't able to have again super grateful for everything my mom ever did but there's some things that I don't want my child to go through that I had to go through and things like working through high school. I, and I know a lot of people do it because they want to. And I think it is great. Like it, yeah. it teaches them responsibility, time management. Like it teaches you a lot. It gets you into the real world because the real world, nada que ver con school, yeah. you know. But when you have to, that's a whole different story. Right. I had to and I've actually been paying half of everything ever since I was a junior in high school. I would give my mom half of the rent. I would give her half of every utility. I would pay the insurance on the car. I would pay my own phone. I would fill up the t- like I would pay a lot and it was because I had to and so it wasn't one of those things where oh i'm just gonna go to work to get the experience and all the money i have i have for my own and i can go and like spend it on whatever and don't get me wrong i did have a few bucks usually at the end of the month to spend on my own but i still had a lot of responsibility just being a junior in high school Mm -hmm. you know and i don't regret it i used to love helping my mom because i knew that would take some stress off of her and i knew i was old enough to at least 
be able to do that you know Mm -hmm. but i don't want my son to grow up with that kind of responsibility on his shoulders or that kind of stress because it can get stressful sometimes i remember the very last semester the second to last semester of my senior year i was on the verge of not graduating because i wasn't completing my senior projects because i was working so much Mm. and i remember in my english class you know that english project that a lot of people have to do the scrapbook yeah so we had to do that as our senior project for english class and i had written something on there about working and i can't remember what i put but ultimately my english teacher was like well you know school is more important than working and i looked at her and i was like are you gonna pay my bills because you know i pay half of the rent right it's like me and my mom and i pay half of it if i don't pay it we're gonna get evicted you're gonna give me money for my bills she just stayed quiet it's like i understand school is important but not everyone is in the same position to just be like okay no yeah school's important i'm not gonna work right and i'm just gonna focus on school mm-hmm. i didn't have that luxury mm-hmm. i had to work you know and at the time like yeah maybe that was on my end i didn't manage it correctly but still it's a lot for a seven 16 17 year old to have to do you know and with that being said i know i also had it easy i know there are kids out there who have it way worse and they may be responsible for a full family right you know so i'm not complaining i'm just saying it's hard and i don't want my kid to go through that Mm -hmm. and also like even college i want to be able to give my son the option of you don't want to work through college that's fine i got you but you better focus 100% on school and those grades better be reflecting it. Mm-hmm. Because if I'm paying for everything and you're bringing me nothing but failing classes because you're out partying, we're going to have a problem. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. also teach them responsibility in a different way, but definitely don't want that kind of stress on him that I think a lot of us Hispanics have. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of us start working at a very young age. A lot of us have a lot of responsibility within our household and I don't think it's necessarily bad because it makes us who we are. It makes us very strong, very hard workers. Mm -hmm. But I also think it adds a lot of stress from a very young age. And also, we talked about this a little bit. All we know is struggle and all we know is hard work and it's embedded into us and it also it becomes our identity and it's the only thing we know. Right. And and I feel like that also adds a fear of success Mm -hmm. because it's like if we're not struggling if we're not living paycheck to paycheck then who are we yeah because that's also the mexican culture Mm -hmm. so like if if i'm not struggling then i'm not mexican then literally yeah y luego porque también obvious eso within our own community you start making good money you Mm -hmm. start obviously dressing better living in a better house having a better card because if you work hard and you start getting that money of course you want to treat yourself right I, and i think you should your own people start talking down on you yeah i don't even know like what would they say you know but i have heard of people just talk down on others that have become successful mm-hmm. this and that and not only that but then i also feel like mexican families feel entitled to your success mm-hmm. like if you succeed then everybody else has to succeed yeah mm-hmm. don't get me wrong i'm not against putting your people on but why should i give it to you yeah like let's say we are able to provide employment 
then you know by all means i'll have my family working for me if right. i if they want but i'm not just gonna give you money but yeah it's our culture it's basically like our identity to struggle mm-hmm. which is crazy and i know it sounds almost dumb and corny but it really is that i feel like a lot of us are sometimes scared of success because all we know is struggle all we know is paycheck to paycheck and without that it's almost like you can't even envision yourself because you're like that your family's like that your cousins are like that like you you grew up not seeing any examples of latinos being wealthy and you all you see is everybody struggling right and that's what you see so that's how you see your future exactly and it's very hard to rewire that Mm -hmm. and not only within our families but also like a society whenever hispanics are portrayed in movies and shows it's always the housekeeper the gardener the what else (laughs) basically all the labor workers the nanny Mm -hmm. it's never the family that's well off you know what i mean and so it's embedded in us within our family it's embedded embedded in us within the things we watch within the things we consume and so we have to rewire ourselves in a lot of different ways mm-hmm. and not only that but our identity like i said i really truly feel like a lot of us feel that struggle is part of our part of our identity y sin eso quienes somos yeah. like you said no somos mexicanos sin eso yeah. <laughs> which is crazy mm-hmm. it's like and so in a sense we feel like we're not deserving of being wealthy and we're only meant to struggle that's yeah pretty much it and work mm-hmm. like but struggle and work really hard mm-hmm. but struggle struggle is a strong one in there for sure <laughs> <laughs> we haven't made that clear enough struggle. struggle struggle we should say slower struggle struggle yeah <laughs> and then también as far as latinas go because as women we're not looked at as the go-getters we're Mm. not looked at as the make it happen Mm. we're looked at as the one that just has to stay home and take care of the home yeah we're seen as the ones that need to maintain everything and then the guys are the ones that are supposed to be the breadwinners yeah and it's just like i don't know about that and even though that has changed a lot like Mm. obviously there's a lot of successful latin entrepreneurs which is very empowering and very mm-hmm. powerful to see it happening i also think it's still very hard to change that mindset because it has been going on for years and years and years and years right that that's just not our position mm-hmm. and so i also think it's very easy for people to look at us and be like nah yeah you know yeah because i well at least for the for us anyway we didn't grow up with any women in our lives that are already entrepreneurs or who have made their own business or who make their own income in the sense that they don't that they're their own boss or ceo or whatever right everybody the women that in our lives the ones who do work work for somebody else like their employees right and for the most part the only chance that we get to see somebody another woman being their own boss being their own ceo being their the entrepreneur or the business woman they're not even related to us the only chance we ever get to see them is through social media so at the same time you kind of get that feeling well like well that's social media is like that feels so far away even though it's in your screen it feels right. so far away right because we don't and, personally know them right and it just feels so unrealistic because you don't actually see it in person you're right. seeing it through a screen right 
it wasn't given to us as an example. And the very few Latinos that I personally know within my life that are entrepreneurs are all males. Mm -hmm. I can think of like maybe a handful that I know personally. And yeah, all males. Yeah. I don't think I know any female Latinas. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that, but hey, we're trying to pave the way. Yes, we're trying to pave the way. We're trying to pave a new way for us, for our family. For our family, yeah. Because of course we know that it has been done and for generations mm -hmm. for some. And it's awesome to see, especially now. It's such a booming category, you know, entrepreneur Latinas that mm -hmm. I, I'm here for and I love seeing it. I love seeing our women succeed. Mm -hmm. It's I don't know. It's so corny, but every time I see it, it just makes me so happy for yeah. them. And it makes our dream seem that much reachable. Right. Every time I see a new one, I'm like, okay, we can get there. Yeah. Okay, we got this. Mm -hmm. You know, so seeing them is also pretty inspiring and motivating. For sure. Like, you know how a lot of people say representation is important. Like mm -hmm. it is because it when is. you can see yourself in somebody else doing the things that you want to do, I mean, it's so powerful. It's so powerful to have that representation. So one of the other things that has also kept me motivated is the fact that we can also see our own progress over time. Like, this is not how we started, you know, definitely not how we started. You couldn't even see us in the yeah, beginning. You couldn't see us. And we've had more people listen, listening to us like we we can see that like the numbers change like in views like in our analytics all of that and being able to see that progress even though it hasn't jumped from like one viewer to like a million viewers overnight like it's still progress you know and the fact that you see progress it adds up and that itself is motivating being able to see your actual progress is motivating for sure and i feel like that goes for like any kind of thing because like oh, yeah. on the podcast i've done that when it comes to my fitness mm -hmm. like i'll take before pictures and after pictures of like a month or a year's difference and like i've seen my pictures from whenever i was like 17 18 whenever i graduated high school and i feel i look at my pictures and i'm like dang like, it's, I feel like I wasn't palito, palito, but like compared to how I am now, I was palito, you know? And yeah. I was just so thin and little. And I remember my, the kind of mentality that I had back then. Yeah. And I think about myself now. It's like, oh my gosh, all the progress that I've made in these past years, mentally and physically. Like, right. my body looks so different than it used to back oh, then. Oh, for sure, yeah. You know? And so, it like, it's an, you can apply that kind of thing, that progress on any goal that you have, whether mm -hmm. that be, like, in the school, in the gym, like, your dreams, like, you're doing art, or let's say you're doing, you're starting your own business doing lashes or cosmetology, whatever it is. Like, you can see your progress over time. Like, you might have started with, like, one client or one customer. Now, maybe you have 10 that's still a growth and even and this is another thing don't compare yourself especially through social media mm -hmm. i think that can be one of the biggest um, detriments that you can do to yes yourself. because you're like okay yes i've made progress but i'm not like this person mm -hmm. i'm not like that person like i don't have my own studio i don't have this i don't have that but that takes away from being able to step back and look at your own progress mm -hmm. because one day you may be like that or even bigger but you're allowing yourself to mentally get stuck because you want to be like this or that or this or that so bad. Right. No one's on the same path. No one's on the same journey. No one's on the same 
you know, level as you, the only competition is yourself. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think on that end, I think it does help a lot to see yourself like in a third person perspective. Because whenever you're so into what you're doing, whatever dream that you're chasing, you're so caught up in the way that you're feeling. So in a sense, you're looking at the details of the picture that you're looking at. But whenever you look at yourself in third person, it's like you're taking a look at the bigger picture. So it's like you're taking yourself out of that situation and I'll do this, like, I'll literally talk to myself in third person. Like, I'll, sometimes, <laughs> like, I'll be in bed, I'm like, damn it, Ellie. I don't want to do shit today, you know? So then I'll literally talk to myself, like, I'm a whole ass different person. I'm like, okay, yo sé que te sientes así. I'm like, pero hay que hacer solamente una cosa por lo menos. I'm like, párate, like, date los dientes, bañate, y, like, lea un libro, right? Lo único que tienes que hacer por ahorita. And so then that kind of convinces me to do it, right? But And then once I start doing that, once I read, I'm like, okay, what else can I do? You know? Yeah, so, then you feel... Right. Yep. You know, like you have to find your own way to get yourself out of that like little rut that you... Or like that little hole that right. you build yourself into or get yourself into. For sure. And be realistic with it. Right. Like let's say your goal... Because we've talked a lot about the podcast being our biggest motivation, you know? But that's not our only thing that we're doing. It's just the main thing and it's mm. what we wanted to lead on. But like let's say going to the gym. Because I also wanted to start... And that's one that I've been having a rocky path with. And so setting realistic expectations so you don't let yourself down. Mm-hmm. So like, let's say you haven't gone to the gym in two years, but then you're like, okay, I'm going to hit the gym every single day for two hours. Like, you also got to... not realistic. Like you, yeah, for some people, it may work to either go cold turkey on like giving up something or jumping right in onto doing something and go full throttle. That may work for somebody that's not for everybody sometimes you gotta start small like Like, what if you make yourself at least go one day out of the week right and then maybe the next week two days yeah or maybe like because i'll do this sometimes like i won't go to the gym for like a week or two like me da tanta hueva to go back again yeah so i'm like okay i really don't want to go to the gym i'm like okay let me just walk around for like 30 minutes and i'll do that for like a week or two and then after that, i'm like okay let me do some cardio i'm like okay and then all right now let's go to the gym after like two three weeks of just walking or cardio like doing something like it doesn't have to be something so like full-on hardcore (laughs) all the way in right like you don't have to give your entire energy at the very beginning because you're just going to be draining yourself out so yeah you're going to bring yourself out i mean like that Mm -hmm. it's going to go out and i think with that we can tie it into something that i think is super important that you have to work at it, whatever it is that you're trying to do, not just when you're motivated, For but sure. you have to do it every single day, mm-hmm. if possible, or whatever your schedule looks like. Yeah. But whenever you try to do it with motivation, like just when motivation strikes, because that's what me and Ellie were actually doing for a while. And I think that's why we were so inconsistent with a lot of things is you can't control when motivation hits. Right. There are days when you're fully motivated and inspired for 24 hours so you you go go all out Mm -hmm. those 24 hours but then you're burnt out for the rest of the week Mm -hmm. it's not gonna work that way you have to allow yourself to give some breaks and you have to learn really good habits i mean habits are so important Mm -hmm. and with that is being consistent right and being 
what's the word determine yeah uh no there's another word um shit what is it called something like educated um I know what word you're thinking about, but why can't I think about it? <laughs> I can't think of it. Disciplined. There you go. <laughs> oh my gosh, you knew exactly what I was talking about. I knew it started with the D. I'm like, <laughs> you have to be super consistent and super. Shit, what was the word? Disciplined. Disciplined. Oh my gosh. <laughs> you have to be super consistent and super disciplined. Mm-hmm. Like, even if you're not feeling motivated, it does not matter. Work at it. Mm hmm for an hour that day because you know what once you do the whole the whole week and you do an hour a day that's not just an hour at the end that's seven hours right it's a full work day you know Mm -hmm. and i think that's a really 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 important one for entrepreneurs that it's so easy for us to be like yeah today i'm feeling it let's go let's go let's go let's go and you go hard and hard and then by the end of the day you're like I'm so over it because it's so much and I can't keep working like this for the rest of my life, you know? And it's like, that's not how it's meant to be. You're supposed to space it out. Give Mm -hmm. yourself breaks. Like you also don't want to work yourself to the bone. Like that's Mm -hmm. what we're trying to avoid, you know? But when you're disciplined and you say, okay, I'm not feeling it today, but I'll give it an hour. Mm -hmm. I'm not feeling it today again, but I'm doing it 30 minutes, two hours, whatever your timeline may look like. I think that is so important. Mm And it's key in being successful. Right. I think one thing is building habits builds up to your discipline. Uh, So like one thing that I like recently learned and I started implementing for myself, it's called habit stacking. It's something that I learned from a book that I was recently reading called Atomic Habits. Habit stacking is kind of taking the habits that you already do and adding another habit to it. So like one that I was recently doing so that I could start reading more. It's like, okay, it tells you to do like when you do something. So it's like basically telling yourself to either write it or tell it to yourself. When I do this, I will do this. So for me, that was when I make my bed, I'm going to put a book on my pillow. That way, whenever I go back to go to sleep at night, have my pillow there already, already reminding myself that, okay, I want to read for 30 minutes. So I'll read for 30 minutes and before I go to sleep. Mm-hmm. That's that's habit stacking. So I already have the habit of making my bed. So I'm going to add reading to it, you know, that kind of thing. So, I mean, you can apply that to like any kind of thing. But ultimately, that habit will ultimate will lead to that discipline of doing it for 30 minutes, two hours, five hours a day, whatever it may be, mm-hmm. you know. Because the hardest part is starting it and keeping it going. Right. Once you get that habit going, I mean, it's... It's just going to keep going and it's like you're doing it in your sleep. Right. It's a habit. You Mm -hmm. know, you just do it, do it, do it. And that's ultimately the goal. Right. You know, Mm -hmm. and so I think ultimately it's not what keeps us motivated. It's what keeps us going. Yeah. Because keeps us disciplined. It's what keeps us disciplined, because let's be honest, we're not going to be motivated 24 Mm seven every day. Like we have it too, especially with like this which is more content creation there's a lot of thinking into it there's a lot of planning and we're not always motivated to do so right but the key here is being disciplined to just do it Mm -hmm. and like i said we weren't doing that for a while we were like no we're not feeling it today then we'll just leave it for a day we're feeling it right girl así nunca se va a hacer nada i know because realistically you're only motivated maybe like 
30, 40% of the time. The rest of the time, it takes discipline. You really don't want to do that shit. You're going to make yourself do that shit. Like, force yourself. A huevo lo vas a hacer. A huevo. <laughs> a huevo. No, for sure. Mm-hmm. And that's what you got to do. Yeah. And it is tough in the beginning. And I did see this post that said a lot of the times when people make their passion and their hobbies a job that's what takes the enjoyment out of it because when it's just a hobby you do it just when you're motivated when you're in the mood when you want to escape when you want to whatever right when you make it a when you make it a habit when you make it a job when you make it your career lo tienes que hacer porque lo tienes que hacer a huevo Mm -hmm. so that may take some enjoyment out of it yeah but you have to see the big picture right because at the end of the day, jobs are hard. Mm-hmm. Working is hard no matter what you do. So what kind of hard do you want? You got to choose your hard. Do you want the hard of being broke all the damn time or just living paycheck to paycheck doing a 95? Or do you want the struggle of making this shit stick and making it work? Yeah. So life is hard. Even if you do what you love, it's not going to take the hard away from it. Like it's right. still going to be work. It's still going to be hard. Mm-hmm. And like I said earlier, when you're the boss, when you're the one creating it, you're going to have to work that much more. Because when you work for someone else, you do what you're there to get paid. Like, you're there to do what you're getting paid to do. And then That's once it. that 5 o'clock hits or whatever your time is, you're yeah. out, you're done. Mm-hmm. You don't got to worry about, like, if something goes wrong and you're with your family, you're going to call your boss. Because they're like, going to deal with it. not my problem. I'm not the manager. <laughs> I'm not the boss. That's yeah. all on you. Deuces. literally but when you're the boss everything's on you because mm-hmm. if something falls that's your livelihood mm-hmm. like especially in the beginning you have to do so much heavy lifting like i said mm-hmm. but it's worth it at the end i think that's my biggest motivator you yeah. know like the end goal but also the journey we've talked about enjoying the journey like i said all the learning we're having to do all Mm -hmm. the research i actually enjoy doing the research yeah and it's not for everybody like it is a lot of work behind the scenes it's Mm -hmm. crazy like it's not really just hitting record stop edit post like it's so much work so much planning that goes into it like (laughs) like how how lucia said it's not just the recording editing and posting like there's so much more that goes into just that part like into choosing what you're going to talk about into choosing how you want to edit what you want to do with the editing you know yeah there's so much that goes into it right and i'm just speaking from experience like this is what i know Mm -hmm. i know every business has a lot of work into it like restaurants if you want to sell merchandise like everything anything you choose is hard work Mm -hmm. and so you also have to go with that mindset of it's not going to be easy because i think also a lot of people think oh it's going to be easy i'm my own boss i can choose what i want to do when i want to do it Mm -hmm. it's really not like yes you have flexibility of when you can do it but at the same time you don't because you have to do it almost 24 7 yeah (laughs) you know what i mean and so yeah it's hard but i feel like it's the most rewarding at least for us because this lifestyle is not for everyone not everyone wants to be an entrepreneur and again we're only speaking on this specific topic because Mm -hmm. it's what hits uh it's what hits home for us right at this particular moment but you can take this into anything that Mm -hmm. you're doing whether it be like if you're working for a promotion if you're wanting to eat healthier if you're wanting to go to the gym if you're wanting to pick up art like 
whatever it may possibilities be. Possibilities are endless. Yeah. You, at, But at the end of the day, you have to be disciplined. Mm-hmm. Pick up good habits. Surround yourself with people that want to see you succeed and mm-hmm. someone you can really fall back on when, like, shit hits the fan. Right. Porque las cosas son difíciles, pero tener alguien ahí que siempre está para ayudarte, para darte un consejo, o para darte una en la cabeza y decirte, nah, get it together, you know, uh-huh. whatever it is. Like, it's so important to have that. And like yeah. I said, it may be someone that you don't even have in your life right now. Go out and look for it. Mm-hmm. Don't be scared. I know you gotta be social, but <laughs> it's out there. Yeah. There's something, there's someone and something for everybody. For real. And having Ellie to do this with, I mean, it's been a blessing. Yes. It's been a blessing with you too. Yay. <laughs> and the fact that we've, are both wanting to do the same thing and yeah on the same path but obviously in a different way because we're right. both still individuals and we still mm-hmm. have our own stuff going on mm-hmm. individually but this is our biggest collective right. goal yeah like it's we have one huge mutual goal and even though we have like individual goals they're still kind of leading towards the same way so we still get to talk about it together and we still get to bounce off ideas and we kind of get to make it our own in that particular sense but with this one it's like we're both leading into it for sure so yeah it helps yes i think one other thing that has helped me keep going with this too is that since people are seeing what we're doing people will ask me how it's going or ask me about the progress or ask me what we're doing lately that kind of thing so i think the embarrassment of being like oh well we kind of let it go that kind of thing or like oh it's not really working out that kind of thing like i feel like that itself trying to avoid those kinds of moments has also kept me motivated Mm -hmm. like i don't want to go through that kind of thing right like i picked something up and then i didn't go through it and having to have that awkward conversation with somebody you know yeah if it's not meant for you obviously don't do it you don't want to put even more energy into something that's not meant for you Mm -hmm. and if you know it's not meant for you don't keep doing it but this is something that i truly believe that is meant for us and i don't want to go through that awkward or embarrassing moment (laughs) of like well yeah well we kind of let it go that kind of thing it's just like no it was there now it's not yeah (laughs) like we're working towards this Mm -hmm. and i guess in a sense there other people are keeping me accountable because they're asking me about the progress kind of way right you know and so that's one thing that's kept me going too Mm -hmm. and by all means like i'm not saying like you should really care what people are going to think about you but in this instance i feel like it it has been helpful yeah because it's pushed me to keep going yeah know? and it's also like oh people want to know what you're doing people want right. to see that next episode mm-hmm. so that's also motivating within itself yeah that we've seen people enjoy it we've seen really good responses from you guys mm-hmm. thank you we appreciate it yes yeah, so for sure that is very very helpful in keeping us motivated sure, to keep doing sure. it yeah but like ellie said just she touched note on it it's okay to do something and then kind of change your mind Mm -hmm. i think we're in the perfect stage of our lives to try different things and see what works for you because that first one may not work for you and that's okay Mm -hmm. like you gotta scratch that itch that's what we call it you know if you have that itch of i want to try this try it like how are you supposed to know what you shouldn't and shouldn't do in your life if you don't give your 
yourself the opportunity to explore what it is that you even want to do like right. how are you supposed to know that you're meant to be an artist but you've never given yourself the opportunity to even try doing art mm-hmm. no especially here in the u.s <laughs> the way the school system is no nos dan opción de hacer nada yeah. no hacemos ni madres lo único que hacemos es like the basics mm-hmm. and that's just i feel like it kills your <laughs> creativity to do whatever it is that you want to do right especially know? the creative aspect of it like yeah like si quieres hacer cosas que tienen que ver como like si quieres ser maestro mm-hmm. accounting engineering i feel like that's more you know people really know more because you take more math classes more science classes but on the creative aspect of it i I definitely feel like the way the school system is set up like it really kills that side of you yeah and so unfortunately you gotta start trying it out after you get out of school Mm -hmm. unless you're lucky enough to try it out while you're in school but obviously outside of school but while while in high school yeah yeah because that's also a thing that i think is not the best within our culture and ser latinos Porque muchos de nosotros crecimos sin mucho dinero. Cuando teníamos un hobby, cuando teníamos algo que queríamos hacer, there was just not money. There was no money to do those things. Right. Um, you only had to do it maybe within the scope of school or the scope mm-hmm. of, I don't know, something else within a community around you. But así que digas, take it up and like really run with it. Mm-hmm. No, no se podía. <laughs> No era posible. I was trying to say no era posible, but then I was saying what you were trying to say at the same time, and I just mixed the words together. Um, Hashtag posible. Hashtag Mexican problems. (laughs) We love mixing up words, especially in El Spanglish. I know. Oh my god. But yeah, so no es muy posible en nuestra cultura porque no hay mucha posibilidad mm-hmm. pero yeah, I mean with that being said I'm not saying every Mexican is poor either like yeah. I know there are very well financially stable Mexicans mm-hmm. it's just generally speaking for the most part a lot of us come from struggling families right. or families that have enough just to pay the needs mm-hmm. and not so much the wants and that's where hobbies come in hobbies right. are wants and hobbies are expensive mm-hmm. like art is expensive if you want to do scrapbooking like things like that tienes que comprar todos los materiales y todo eso like si quieres hacer I don't know soccer basketball lo que tú digas football like you tienes que comprar los uniformes like the cleats whatever like there's a shit ton of money that goes into it mm-hmm. and you then know. like for sports teams que you know que hacen su liga mm-hmm. in different like parks you gotta pay to get in mm-hmm. and then when like if they win and go to like their semifinalists or whatever like they gotta pay to get into the tournament sometimes they gotta drive it's Mm -hmm. not like within their local area like it's a lot that goes into it and so i feel like it's not possible for a lot of us to scratch those itches of like oh i want to try this i want to try that but now as an adult we're a little more able to so if you're able to scratch those itches because also we like we said in this economy like we may not be able to mm. but if there's certain things you're able to try out don't be scared right and if it doesn't work out for you it doesn't fucking work out mm-hmm. and then you move on to the next one yeah, scratch the next itch. yeah <laughs> so you can at least be on your deathbed and be like i did everything i wanted to yeah do. i tried everything out yeah because if you really want to do something and you really don't Toda la vida vas a vivir con que, what if I did that? Yeah. What if it had worked out? What if I tried it out? You know, like, what if I gave it a chance? Mm-hmm. You know? And what if it's like, it's not even within the reach 
in your mind it's not within reach but you try it out and it pops off Mm -hmm. and then you become like super successful with it and like you start your own thing or you start working for someone doing what you love because you don't always have to like be your own thing you Mm -hmm. can do what you love while working for someone you know what i mean it's just at the end of the day just do what you love yeah (laughs) do what you love love what you do Nunca vas a saber si algo te va a funcionar o no, al menos que lo intentes de hacer. Porque si no lo intentas, te vas a quedar con esa pregunta por toda tu vida. Y no, qué feo. Qué feo vivir así. (laughs) Couldn't be me. Just kidding. Because this is something I just started. (laughs) There's there's still a lot of scratches I haven't itched. Yeah, same here. A A lot of itches I haven't scratched. Wait, so that's so backwards. I didn't even catch that, and I agreed. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> it like makes sense, but like that's not what it's meant to say. What did you? Even there say? was a lot of scratches. I haven't itched, <laughs> but it's oh, I, a lot of itches that I haven't scratched. Yeah, there's a lot of oh itches God. I haven't scratched. Like, there's still a lot of things I want to try. Mm-hmm. Um, but like I said, because of how the economy is and everything and because of a lot of things, I haven't been able to do them. But my goal is to be in a position to be able to do those things in the future. Right. Because I do want to. There's a lot of things I want to do. Yeah. And I feel like that's a lot of us. Like there's mm-hmm. how do I pick what I want to do? Because I want to do A, B through Z. Yeah. We'll start with A. Yeah. Like, todavía estamos jóvenes, you know, like especially like if you're still in your 20s, you're out of high school, whatever uses time to literally explore everything everything and anything like you've never tried dance but you've always been intrigued about it go join like a dance crew or something like go to like some dance classes you see want- no puedes look up dances There's on youtube TikTok. or tiktok T- yeah youtube or tiktok <laughs> like everybody's dancing on youtube and tiktok like find something on there and then i don't know go practice at a park maybe you'll find some people there or people will find you because just because they see you dancing you know that's how you get to know people mm-hmm. like literally try everything out everything in your life doesn't have to be certain you know mm-hmm. like you don't have to have life figured out right so I'm, I'm willing to bet people in your life that are like 50 60 years old they're not gonna they don't know what they're gonna do when they're 80 right you ask them like oh i don't know yet <laughs> of course you don't you're not at that age yet why the fuck are you expecting us to do the same thing and we're still in our 20s like right be fucking realistic that's another thing that i think is very like embedded in our culture like you have to know what you want if you don't yeah. like what the fuck but it's like no one knows what they're doing everyone right. is living day by day because everything that comes up is more than likely stuff you haven't dealt with Mm -hmm. like when you're a parent you've never been a parent like how Mm -hmm. do you know what you're supposed to do when you then have a second one you have more of an idea but then new challenges come because you've never been a mother or father of two Mm -hmm. you've only had just one yeah or like when you go to school you've never been in that class like everything is just one day at a time new problems Mm -hmm. come it it's okay and i promise you the people that you think have life figured out are the ones that are the most clueless Mm -hmm. everyone is just trying to live day at a time one day at a time and figure it out do the right thing and all of that yeah and like you said like we're still young we're still in our 20s i'm gonna lean in and say this our culture loves to say that after a certain time like our clock is done ticking like oh you're not married yet you don't have kids yet like what a disappointment bitch no <laughs> i know our parents like would get married at fucking like 13 years old we're not in that <laughs> in that 
the world anymore. Mm-mm. Being in your mid late 20s is not old. We are just starting. Mm-hmm. Most of our, you know, like older folks. I mean, we have people in our family that have lived up to 100 years old. Yeah. We are only done with a quarter mm-hmm. of our lives. We still have a whole three quarters. Yeah. Like think of a clock. Yeah. It's only 15. We still have 30, 45 and like zero. Right. Because that mm-hmm. irritates me. I know. <laughs> the fact when people are like, it's because you're so old. Like you, you're already 27 and you don't know what you want to do. Like I'm only 27. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. It, it's I'm usually still a the kid. ones that are like older too that tend to say that kind it's of my thing. mom <laughs> it's my mom <laughs> she's like you're 27 and you don't know what you want to do okay yeah and what's the problem ma i love you but still i'm young i'm still a kid i'm basically a teenager what you mean <laughs> no but really think about it like so if you're coming out of high school right and you're barely starting in your 20s that's your 20s is literally your discovery years you're trying to get to one know yourself and know what is that you want to do with your life so think about it this way you're born at the age of 20 right so right now i'm like what 24 in that world i'm only four years old i'm a freaking baby i'm a kid you know for sure so it's like how do you expect the four-year-old to know exactly what she wants to do in a world that she's only been living in in four years like yeah. how the fuck do you expect somebody to know what they want to do in four years for sure especially because like you're just coming out of high school mm-hmm. and you're used to everything being laid out for you right like these are the classes you're going to these are the grades you have to make you just gotta graduate one year and go to the other go to the other yeah. and then graduate high school like no te dan opción para escoger it's like ten tienes esto y esto y esto hazlo That's right it. maybe the only options you have is like from electives like do you want cooking art music whatever your school mm-hmm. has but that's it right and then from go to that to the other extreme of now the mm-hmm. world is your oyster mm-hmm. you pick yeah like this like, is why you actually you don't even have core classes everything's just you don't even have core classes or electives now it's just like fuck it do whatever the fuck you want to do and then don't switch too much because then you're wasting hella money and hella yeah hella money and hella time and then you do all these things and you're like no now i want to do this major and come to find out all the classes you take didn't count for shit mm-hmm. yeah i mean but that's a different story college is a whole scam (laughs) but if that's what you want to do do it yes but it's a whole scam (laughs) let's reel it back in yes i think that's a good note to end it on yeah so so to summarize Mm -hmm. what has kept us chasing our dream it's not motivation Mm -hmm. it's discipline discipline because you're not always going to be motivated but when you are motivated Get the train going. Just don't stop once that motivation stops. Yes. And if you're having trouble building your discipline, start with habits. Your habits end up building your discipline. Small steps, baby steps, and you'll mm-hmm. get there. Yeah. Or it's, crawl if you need to at the beginning. Okay. It's okay. It's fine. It's okay. As long as you make a little movement, mm-hmm. it's fine. Yeah. You got this, girl. You got this. You got this. Y muchas gracias por haber estado aquí con nosotros en este episodio. And make sure you follow us on all our socials to stay up to date on the latest news and episodes. You can find us everywhere at Soul Sisters Lounge. And we'll see y'all back here in two weeks. Bye. Bye.